0: To all men on earth, it is written. And we wish you a Merry Christmas too. Yesterday we honored Michael Terrell. I want to take a moment to talk about Jeff Jansen. Jeff Jansen toked the ghost with me, Jeff Jansen got hammered drunk on the new wine with me. Jeff Jansen was a huge part of the formation of Red Letter Ministries in the early days. Mighty prophet. Awesome Elijah prophet. Operating in signs, miracles, and wonders. And he didn't end well. He did not end well. Jezebel took him out pretty badly. But while he was in his post and in his office before his crash, he was mighty. And I know he's in heaven. And I know He's honored in heaven because very few prophets have ever defeated Jezebel. Remember, Elijah didn't even defeat Jezebel. Elisha did with Jehu's help and the eunuchs and all of that. So we just want to honor Jeff Jansen, his life. I want to honor Jeff Jansen as a prophet and all of his prophecies and all of the works that he did for the kingdom. They're great. They're rewarded. And he had a huge part in the formation of Red Letter Ministries as a prophet and as a friend and as a drinker and as a mighty man of god so here's jeff jansen the eye of god
1: In the last days, God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Yes, and on my men's servants, and on my servants, in those days, I will pour out of my spirit, and they shall prophesy and I will show wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth beneath blood and fire and smoking vapor. In February 2005 I had a prophetic encounter. At 11.22 in the evening I was awakened by the blast of a trumpet. Two angels with silver trumpets were blowing in my face. I was like a dead man. I couldn't open my eyes. I was stricken with fear. The angel on my left was blowing a trumpet in my left ear. The angel on my right was blowing in my right ear. It was like a hot wind that went into my spirit, went down into my spirit man. Immediately I found myself being lifted off of the bed, lifted through the roof, lifted into the heavens, and came to rest in a place called the Room of Intercession. In the Room of Intercession, there was incredible worship incredible intercession going on over the nations. And I heard this beautiful praise coming out of my mouth. Lord, you are so holy. You are so beautiful. You are so lovely. You are so awesome. You are the great God. This worship was coming out of my mouth. And as I listened to myself speaking, I noticed there was another voice. There were two voices. One was mine, and one was the voice of the Lord, harmoniously, together, proclaiming the goodness of the Lord. That prophetic encounter served as an indicator into marked release of miracles and healings and increase in signs and wonders in the ministry. Acts chapter 2. Verse 19 says, And I will show wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth beneath. Father, I pray now for release. I pray now for release of wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth beneath. Father, I pray that you would begin to move and release miracles, healings, signs, and wonders in your people, in your body now. Release them now, Lord. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18 says, Lord, I and the people that you have given me have become a sign and a wonder in the earth. We are signs and wonders in the earth. So release us now. I pray for a fresh release of miracles, healings, signs, and wonders, and that you would cause your people to come into the place of understanding that we are heirs, and because we are heirs, we are sons of the kingdom of God. According to Galatians chapter 4, we are heirs of the kingdom, and all things belong to us. You are raising up and triumphant, overcoming body of believers that have the stamp, the DNA of God within their bodies. God, you are looking for sons and daughters who will grow up and take their place in sleep. They are not afraid to show forth the power of God. Lord, look upon your servants now. Observe their threats and grant to your servants full freedom to declare your message fearlessly while you stretch out your hand to cure and to perform signs and wonders through the authority and by the power of your holy child and servant jesus christ do it lord with great strength and ability and power with great strength and ability and power The apostles delivered their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Do it, Lord. Pour out your spirit. Pour out signs and wonders upon this generation. Upon this overcoming remnant. This body of believers that you're raising up. Lord, put your stamp on us. ago I was preparing for a meeting and as I was in the spirit the Lord came to me and he took me by the hand and he led me to a storehouse in heaven in that storehouse were all the mantles of those that have gone on before as I looked I saw Elijah and I saw the mantle And I saw what he wore. And and I saw Enoch. And I saw some of the other mantles of some of the great men and women of God that have gone on before And the Lord looked at me and he said, choose, I'll give it to you. And I said, Lord, you know. And immediately I had a mortal and a pestle in my hand. And the Lord handed me three pills and he put them in the bowl. And He said, grind them. And as I was grinding these three pills, the Lord said, these three pills are the past, the present, and the future. Signs, wonders, miracles, the release, the culmination of all things. Jesus, I want the culmination of all things. I want the mixture. The culmination of all things is at hand in these last days one great end time gathering coming so lord give us power ability strength miracles healings signs wonders culminating of anointings to be able to bring in the end time gathering this harvest that's coming in lord do it lord we need it we need your strength We need your power. We need revelation. We need transformation, fresh understanding of who we are in you. Pull back the blinders that have kept us in places of not understanding. Create for yourself a people who have understanding of the times and the seasons that we're entering into.
0: Oh, glory. That one's a lot deeper for me. That one's Elijah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Elijah. Glory take a minute to get messed up on the spirit of elijah <laughs> glory Pretty awesome legacy. Incredible genealogy of Elijah, Moses, of the Lamb of God. What Kind of tree are you and me? An evergreen, an that emerald that's ever evergreen Emerald Ever Green of Jesus's throne. <laughs> love you Lord serving the Lord Jesus Christ is growing in Moses and Elijah it's growing in those those two olive branches those two trees of Zechariah that pour out their golden oil The witness of the apostle, the witness of the prophet, the anointing of the Messiah, the very destruction of the enemies of Jesus Christ in this place is for the prophets, and is for the prophets, and it's for the apostle. And it's for the apostolic. It's for the prophetic. And you have the apostolic and the prophetic in your belly. You have the genealogy of Jesus in your belly, in your spirit in your treasure house you have treasures in heaven might be silver might be gold might be gemstone but all of you have some treasures because you're born again might just be 30 pieces of silver but that'll buy you a piece of land in heaven truth anyhow might be 30 pieces of gold. Maybe you get a house in heavenly Jerusalem. Most expensive real estate in the third heaven. That's why you want to store up your economy there. So you're not sleeping on the grass in some faraway field. <laughs> Well, at least you're in heaven, eh, amen. That's true. Now, if you keep storing up treasure in heaven, it'll overflow on earth. You've heard people say faith is the treasure in the currency of heaven. That's not true. It's silver, it's gold, and it's gemstones, it's treasure. Jesus didn't say, store up faith in heaven. You need that on earth. You have perfect faith in heaven. He said, store up treasure. Store up buying power. Store up wealth. Store up silver. Store up gold. Store up gemstones. I know a lot of people around here struggle with poverty. Mammon. we anyway struggle to have a healthy balance of understanding money in the glory teaching and preaching of righteousness of the apostolic and the prophetic that comes forth now you ain't gonna have any of those problems anymore be crystal clear the treasury of every dimension first heaven second heaven third heaven fourth heaven fifth heaven sixth heaven seventh heaven and you store up treasure in all heavens some of you've been doing it, even if you don't know it the prophetic word is to illuminate your mind so you can see your treasure in first heaven you don't want to look there you can look at the treasure in the second heaven that's written in Malachi chapter 3 open up the windows of the treasuries of the second heavens that's what the Bible says you got scripture for that Now the treasury of the third heaven, that's where the gold's created. God's the creator of what? The gold. The silver. The gemstones. All wealth. All stars. All creative power and ability. Satan doesn't create gold. Satan steals gold. Satan can't create money. Satan steals money. God is the creator of everything that's what the Bible says now we say oh the love of money is the root of all evil it is that's true but if you are a righteous man and a righteous woman and you seek first the kingdom third heaven the creator of the gold and silver everything underneath that in second heaven brain second heaven flesh, second heaven blood and everything in the earth, first heaven, the terrestrial plane, the theater of all the heavens above, gets sanctified automatically, consecrated for the use of the temple of the Lord. Old Testament's useful for wisdom. That's what the Bible says. So, what's the wisdom of the money being sanctified and consecrated for the temple? written about a thousand times in the old testament what does it even mean it's learning how to use the resources of the seven heavens to become like jesus christ to become a christian i tell you the truth the earth don't even know what christianity is what you see in australia hillsongs america even morning star what you see in the God TV that ain't the Christianity Jesus walked in. No, it's fragments. It's like fragments of Christ. You've heard of fragments of Noah, a controversial book in the book of Enoch. You've only had the fragments of Christ. You've had the fragments of Christianity. And we get into the fragment and we think it's the whole deal. We think it's the whole scroll. It's like the burnt piece of one piece of paper that fell out of his pocket that he didn't even know about. That's what you've had so far. You've had scraps off of a table. That's it. What we're going into is the full scroll, the book of life. The whole living parchment, the whole living epistle. The whole living book of all the flesh of Jesus as your flesh of all the blood of Jesus in his current state right now at the right hand of God as your blood don't forget when you start to get into more mature teaching to eat his flesh and drink his blood because that's what's being formed in you the creator of everything amen he wants you to be refashioned remolded renewed in the spirit of your brain not to be controlled by arrow smith, which is the smithing of the air, Kabbalah, but by a rarefied air of the third heaven called the breath of life. The very air that God breathes. It's called the Ruach Hakodesh. The breath of the Almighty shall slay the wicked. It is written, 1 Thessalonians. The very end of the Antichrist, the Bible says, from the Apostle Paul to the Church of Thessalonica, is by the breath of his mouth he will slay all that is Antichrist. So we need to learn how to breathe the higher air, not the air of the earth. Not the air of the second heavens, although that will be better if you're inside the twelve pearls you'll be breathing liquid lightning you'll be like fish swimming from the earth into the heavens that learn how to breathe underwater and it won't be the water under the Sun that's all polluted by the fallen angels it'll be the water above the Sun it's called silver stars and it's silver waters and it connects every star of the path of Enoch all the way to the gates of the third heaven Revelation 22, I saw where the river came from. It actually is an external view if you read the Bible. Now there's a river inside. That's the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. Remember the prodigal son, you had to meet him halfway. Third heaven's about halfway. It's about halfway. Amen? But you do have to go up. You do have to drink the river up. You do need to purify your hearts. You need to consecrate your minds. You need to repent of idolatry. Anything that's a hook or a cable that's holding you down into the natural realm is you serving demons Whether it's whatever dumb idolatry you're into It's stupid. It's the worship of demons and the mind is such a mess. It's not renewed that you need teaching to illuminate your mind so your mind's not connected to demons or to the realm of the dead or to anything in hell or to the truth the knowledge of good and evil or its fruit or its seed line or its reproduction in your flesh and your soul in your brain or in your eyes or your senses be cleansed from the tares you'll bind the bundles of tares by angel power and burn them that's what's going to happen to every area where we're deceived and you don't know you're deceived because you don't Pride doesn't allow you to see it. So you're just going to have to trust a word that's more than your own deception and your own current state of thinking and drinking and stinking and all the stuff of the human flesh and all the stuff of your Christianity and all your stuff of your obedience or disobedience and your whole situation. And you're going to have to let the spirit of truth burn you up. Each season... Of sanctification there's gonna be a greater removal of deceptions that have grown up in your spirit your spirit will be transfigured that took Enoch decades decades so not all your spirit serves Christ the Apostle Paul says I learned how to serve Christ with my entire spirit at the first he didn't at all after he was born again on the road to Damascus 14 plus 3 years in Arabia to learn to just begin serving God in the Spirit. In Galatians chapter 4, I preached to you at the first in the infirmity of the flesh. His own testimony is that he was a carnal preacher when he started full-time ministry. That's what Apostle Paul says in Galatians chapter 4. He was a carnal preacher. Yeah, it, was all, it was a mess. He wasn't accurate. A Good thing we don't have those books in the Bible, amen? Truth anyhow. But we got some of them when he's later on serving God with his whole spirit. Was he perfect in his soul? Was he perfect in his flesh? Not even close. But in his spirit, yeah, perfect. Serving God with your whole spirit is what perfection is. You can serve God with your whole spirit from day one. These ones will be born in Zion, which is above the sun. That race hasn't come forth yet. You are the pioneers of that future race, that future Israel. Of people that live in an elevation above sin. Above the snake line. Or there's no unclean thing. The highway of holiness, Isaiah 35. That's what you're fighting for. For others. For the generation after you. For your kids, your kids' kids, and all the generations that are to come the next thousand years in the last day of the Lord. The seventh day that you're in right now. 22 years deep. In the Jewish calendar of 6022. Which is... The correct Gregorian calendar that is the correct Jewish calendar. The Jewish calendar was changed by over 240 years by the Pharisees at the end of the first century. Common knowledge amongst all Pharisees to not point to Jesus Christ as the Messiah. So the Gregorian calendar is the accurate Jewish calendar. You're in the year 6022. It's been 6022 years since Adam and Eve fell from the Garden of Eden which was living physically in a third heaven garden. And they fell really, really far. And that whole thing was separated from them. And they fell through second heavens. They fell and then they're stuck on an earth in an earthen plain where they had to live by sweat and blood and tears and painful childbirth and tilling the soil and all kinds of curses and it was a mess but they still had the residual of the glory of the Father's garden of the third heaven when they were sent down to the first heaven and that huge chasm separated the two and who got that chasm between the two? The angel formerly known as Lucifer who was the covering cherubim of God of the third heaven so and his tail, which is Lies the false prophetic swept one third of the stars and their hosts so they got star power which is natural power and they got angel power which was the host of those stars that fell both so that's the kingdom of hell and it is a kingdom but that kingdom only has two heavens it only has the second and the first they have no access into the third so we've been at war a very long time long before we were here what we get when we're born again is something passed on to us from the previous men and women of faith who had a real born again spirit and you have a legacy that's why it's a tree of life it's a family tree it's the generations and genealogies of the 14 evergreens of Enoch and the 14 generations of Luke and Matthew Luke goes back to Adam Matthew genealogy Matthew chapter 1 goes back to Abraham so this is a gospel of Matthew. It's not for Jews. The Jews can believe it. Getting grafted. They need to be re-engrafted. That's what Romans 11 says because they're no longer Jews. Only those circumcised of heart, Romans 2, are Jews. So the flesh counts for nothing. John chapter 6, Jesus Christ in the red letters. So now it's only dependent on the spiritual maturity of the, the born-again person. He's telling the Pharisees, Nicodemus, a leading Pharisee in Israel, I'm sorry, Nicodemus. You have to be born again. I don't matter what, how, what kind of obedience. You have a soft, tender heart. You love God. You worship God. You literally are trying to serve Jesus. And he's standing before you. You're trying to serve Yahweh. And he's standing before you. You're trying to serve God. And he's standing before you. But unless you go back into the spirit and get born again by the spirit and living water, born in heaven, born of a third heaven race, born again, You can't be saved. You can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Nicodemus later on got born again. He was one of the Pharisees of the book of Acts. So he did. Great man of God. But most Pharisees did not get born again. Most teachers of the Bible did not get born again. They became completely and totally animated against those who were born again. And they called it a cult. They called it the sect of the Nazarene. They had all kinds of derogatory terms for it, including Christianity, which the, the Jews in Antioch called them in a derogatory form. It was a racist term. <laughs> so this whole deal of taking Israel of the Old Testament and making it Israel of the New Testament of the 144,000 of the book of Revelation, you need to understand this now, went from natural in the Old Testament to... To supernatural and everyone was to transfer following Jesus from natural to supernatural all Israel every Jew all the twelve tribes all the synagogues in the whole world okay they were all meant to follow the Messiah and they did not and they were cut off from Messiah they got bitter their hearts were exposed as lovers of money lovers of power they like to be in control they like the nicest seats in the synagogue, they like to sit in the front row. You notice nobody likes to sit at the front row at Joe's Bar. Yeah? Which means it's good. We're anti-Pharisee around here. They like their you know, their clothes, the outside to be seen. Okay, They like to be seen by men. Jesus brought something that was invisible that can't be seen by men, which is by the animal, by animal eyes or animal senses. It requires faith. To be saved in the invisible God and to be sensitive to the invisible God and to know the invisible God and to be visible in the invisible through the eyes of your heart illuminated by the preaching of the gospel, you have to be reanimated in the new ability of your inner man to be an Israelite and a Jew. Okay? So Jesus in the red letters, he goes on in Revelation chapters 2 and 3 and he says those that call themselves Jews but are not but are in fact a synagogue of Satan is what it says. A church or a synagogue it's actually, he's only dealing with the Jews. So you, you can apply it through wisdom to the Gentiles and Christianity and, and church, but he's actually addressing something much deeper. He's addressing a Kabbalah. He's addressing sorcery. Jesus Christ is not ignorant of the abilities of the fallen angels. Remember, he's their creator. Jesus created Lucifer. Okay? He created him perfect. Ezekiel 28, perfect in the beginning. Full of glory. Full of praise. He was a worship leader in heaven. But pride swelled up in your heart because of your beauty. Because of vanity and pride. That's what Ezekiel 28 says. And you became... God outside-minded, instead of God-dependent, he got bewitched. He was the first person to get bewitched through pride. Satan, or Lucifer. Call him now the red dragon. And his time's very short. And so he fell from his position and took one-third of the angels with him. So that now they oppose all the things of Jesus in the world. They confuse the things of Jesus... They lie. They kill. They steal from everyone who believes in Jesus. Everyone. There isn't a person of God who's ever lived the last 2,000 years that hasn't suffered. In this world, you have trouble. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So you have major enemies. And your enemies are not your brothers and sisters, but oftentimes they're in the parts of your brothers and sisters that are not sanctified, that are not whole. that are not perfect. But you can be perfect as your Father in Heaven is perfect, and you can be holy as your Father in Heaven is perfect. So all the excuses of the infant in Christ as you mature, they're no longer there. You don't need to make excuses. There's no self-justification. There's no self-protection. The self is gone by the building of the Spirit. What you need is your Spirit built up, and everything that you've been clothing your Spirit with burnt off for the clothing of the white linen of the rights, the righteous acts of the saints the acts of righteousness i believe that'll be a big book because that's the only thing that'll come forth in maturity when our spirit gets to a certain age you can't skip an age if you're at zero you can't jump to two through anything in the soul through anything in the flesh through any works that you can imagine This is why strict obedience to the Holy Spirit that got you born again, the Holy Spirit that birthed you, is the only way to grow. You can't go from zero to one unless you have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit inside your spirit. And you're choosing Him against sin and religion and rebellion and all stupidity every day. Otherwise, you just stay like a one-cell organism right in your belly and you just live carnally your whole christian lives with pouring theology in your brain pouring (laughs) doctrine in your brain you go to prophetic camp you go to prophetic schools you go into different internships you might go to bible college won't do you any good you actually get into the false prophetic automatically because the true prophetic is only in the the new creature in the born again person that's in christ so everything else is not God in you, which is about 99.999999999% of everything in you except the seed of the Word of God that conceived you when you're born again. And it's a seed like a mustard seed, Jesus Christ taught in the Bible, which is the smallest of all the seeds. So you're born again extremely small. That's why he says, I send you out like sheep to be slaughtered because you You'll be smaller, you'll be weaker, you will not understand, you can. the temptation will be to answer out of the flesh, answer out of the soul, and you're just going to lose when you're younger in the Lord and you, you want to learn how to win so you get stronger in Him, more dependent on Him, you learn His ways, you learn His thoughts, you learn His word. You strengthen your spirit in his word you realize the word in your spirits the only thing that stands in the day of judgment in the day of the devil approaching you in the day of temptation trying to seize you in the day of the temptation of adultery in the day of the temptation of murder in the day of the temptation of greed and anger and strife and jealousy and the day that Satan tries to lead you away from developing your inner man you can only stand On the solid Word of God eaten by your spirit digested by your spirit and made the light of your very spirit your spirit has a so to speak stomach it's a spiritual stomach your spirit has a mouth the Bible says your spirit has eyes illuminate the eyes of our heart your spirit has ears your spirit has all the same senses and it has a lot more than that so when you're young in the Lord It's your spirit fitting into your five natural senses. And then when you're more mature in the Lord, your spirit will supersede five senses and you'll have all the abilities of God the Father. Amen? Truth anyhow. And every single person born again, that's available because you've been born of God. Which means if you keep growing in the God part of you and sacrifice the Satan part of you, constantly, And realizing it is satan through direct revelation and conviction and choosing humility instead of pride defending yourself and you know like oh man i I really got that directly from god i was in a vision i was in a dream and like dude your life is a total mess how can you be defensive of a greater refinement the sword of the lord (laughs) our pride is our main enemy and I still believe that lust is a byproduct of pride because pride blocks the nature of the Father from entering the human spirit. And God's not against you. He's against Satan. He's against pride. He's against the carnal nature that's being pulled off the Christian nature in your spirit through the circumcision of your heart. And the Bible says there's more than just the circumcision of your heart. Hebrews 4:12, there's the circumcision of the mind and the soul there's a circumcision of bone and marrow that's new covenant whether you know you circumcise your your boys when they're born is completely irrelevant that was all for medical and health reasons in ancient times it's barbaric and it's actually totally brutal towards children completely and totally unnecessary and quite actually disgusting and god did that on purpose because it, it was appalling to them back then that they would have to do such a thing and then it became a religious thing nowadays where it's like we call them the circumcision or the uncircumcision in the New Testament and we're just fricking Pharisees about it <laughs> because the circumcision of the New Testament and the New Covenant is all internal 100% Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 should we read it? No, we're not going to. We're going to read about the Beasts of Enoch. We've already quoted that to you a thousand times. You've read the New Testament, ho- hopefully, dozens of times by now. It only takes you about 15 hours or something. It's really easy. You can think you do it in 12 hours. And so if you haven't read the New Testament, I mean, what are you doing with your life? Just wasting your days in rubbish. So put the New Testament in your spirit, and once you know the New Testament really, really well, I mean, I've read it literally thousands and thousands of times, I've had it going through for like a decade of my life of 24-7 Bible, and so I know every single verse of the New Testament in my spirit. True. And I'm still bearing its fruit, I haven't bore all of its fruit, but I've read it so many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times that... Now the only thing new to me is Enoch Jubilees and Jasher. But really the focus is on Enoch and the Apocrypha too, and God probably lead me into that after we get into the urgency of the righteousness of Enoch. And so but there's no way I could hold Enoch as well as I hold it inside my spirit man unless I had the foundation of the New Testament. I want to be perfectly honest with you so you understand the strength of your spirit to hold more mature meat in your spiritual stomach. You won't be able to hold on to it if your spirit is just some wisp that can barely believe half of the New Testament. If your spirit's still offended by the things in the New Testament, you're just confused, lost sheep, and you haven't eaten the New Testament, the fresh, tender, green pastures, and the still refreshing, calm, peaceful, living waters and that's like foreign to your brain spend time in the New Testament you can mix Enoch in with your New Testament you can mix mix Jubilees and Jasher in with your New Testament because it is scripture but you need the foundation of Jesus Christ and the New Testament saved by grace and not by works and these foundational things in your spirit if you want to go higher and higher and higher. What I found around Red Letter Ministries is we have tremendous infancy everywhere that don't even have the foundations of the New Testament scriptures in their spirit. Now, because my calling is mainly to teach maturity, this is not nursery. There is 10,000 other ministries out there that can teach you nursery Of the new testament and that's all they teach it's just elementary basic salvation truths so you have a nursery foundation okay good that's needed that's necessary there's so much of that that we do very little of that in red letter ministries And it's actually quite comical when little infants in Christ come around and they start eating the bread of the sons of God, drinking the wine of the sons of God, and pretending like they're mature but they're totally mentally ill. You see it every day. You see it constantly. When you got a little kid pooping their pants and drinking out of a bottle and every angel in heaven can see the maturity and the stature of their spirit. And they're trying to be something they're not. They're trying to be more mature than they're not. They're trying to wield the sword. They're trying to put on the full armor. They're trying to be like the champions of David. They're trying to be 20 years old as an angel. They're trying to flap their their wings and fly as angels and do all these things. And their wings have barely budded and they can't fly yet. They haven't even learned to walk. They're crawling in Christ. And it's not to belittle the infancy, but it's... You need to belittle the pride. You need to belittle the competition and the strife and the comparisons because that will stunt your growth and that's the serving of demons and you can't do that. You have to enjoy the days of small beginnings. You have to enjoy the level and the stature of your spirit and not be deceived about it. Do not exaggerate it, but don't underestimate it either because that is total folly. Be confident where your spirit's at which is wisdom it is wise to know the strengths of your spirit and the weaknesses of your flesh so you know where you're vulnerable so you can put extra guards up over those areas amen until your spirit fills them up because your spirit isn't built up yet to the place of maturity to consume your bones and marrow, to circumcise your bones and marrow so that your whole flesh is the literal DNA of Jesus Christ and they could drop bubonic plague on you like a bubonic black plague shower and you couldn't get sick. Even if you drank it, it wouldn't even harm you because your DNA is so different. Truth anyhow. Well, if you're not at that point yet and you don't have circumcised bone marrow, and your DNA is not the literal flesh of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and you're still susceptible to arrows by day and pestilence by night which means you still have human DNA which is the very beginning of Christian metamorphosis and your mind is still barely renewed and you're still getting foundations in your spirit and your spirit is still growing up and transforming and circumcising your heart and you're changing internally and there's some breakthrough you notice that there is better health in your life you notice there is a brightness at a cellular level because the word's being made flesh as your spirit man digests it, it's transferred automatically into your bodies. So there is a different DNA working in you, there is a different God sperm genetics working in your spirit. So you're not altogether a lump of manure pile like you were before you're born again. You got God in you. Amen. And that is to be celebrated and that's wonderful and that's why we're training you for the God part in in you to completely consume all other parts in you and through you and around you until you become the manifesting sons of God pre bar today I want to share this with you guys because it's true and it's needed and it's necessary and there are men and women of wisdom and righteousness and people that are maturing their spirit and it's very very notable very notable he was showing me some of these champions and red letter ministries and you know it's gonna be in your spirit so if you're just in your brain and applying it to your brain but I want to whet your appetite towards rewards there are awesome rewards for doing what is right there are awesome penalties for doing what's wrong disobedience is severely punished beyond anything you could imagine. Obedience is outrageously rewarded beyond anything you could imagine, okay? It is written, when your obedience is complete, you be swift to thoroughly destroy and punish all disobedience, it is written. So disobedience of soul, disobedience of spirit, disobedience of mind, disobedience of actions, disobedience of money and work and excellence, all that disobedience is, is punished and severely destroyed it needs to be because it's satan working in your dna it's demons trying to kill steal and destroy from you it has to be destroyed out of you all sin must be purged from you it is written cleansed from all unrighteousness it is written unrighteousness is demonic activity in your spirit soul mind and body all of it has to burn out of you let the sin burn out of you in the presence of my righteousness let it burn amen just come to joel's bar to burn and come to joel's bar to eat and drink from the fountain of righteousness and your spirit will grow and you'll take territory your hearts begin to change you notice your eyes to be brighter you notice that your senses be more exercised and transfigured you begin to see in the supernatural naturally why because god's genetics in you is spirit that's Taking over all the fallen part of you that has sin in it the dust of the earth and you're arising from the dust of the earth Daniel chapter 12 because Jesus Christ is cleansing the insides of the cup how can your cup overflow only if your cup be filled from your spirit intimacy in the wisdom and revelation of the intimate knowledge of God Ephesians 1:16, it's written there has to be a yielding to the teacher who is the Holy Spirit, seven spirits of God, that I speak to you from every single day at Joel's bar, the seven spirits of God, my master. He is the master of the force. Amen? You have one master, and he is the Christ. What is the Christ? The Holy Spirit. Jesus of Nazareth received the Holy Spirit, and he was called Jesus Christ. had a name change. You have one master, and he is the Christ. Was he talking about Jesus? Well, there, you can't separate the Trinity, but he was talking about the Holy Ghost. You have one master, the Holy Spirit. Is he the master of every area of your thoughts and actions and attitudes and purities and performances? And Is he the master of your house? Is he the master of the dominion of your temple, of your body? Your body is not your own you're bought with a price therefore honor god with your body because your body is the temple of the holy spirit first corinthians six nineteen. is he the master of your body is the resting tongues of fire of acts 2 of the spirit of jesus the lord of your mind do you have the resting tongues of fire let the top the fire increase let the seven spirits of god increase through your minds some of you have totally thrown out your mind and the transformation of your mind, and that's why your mind is a black mind, which is a black moon, and that's why your life is a total garbage pile. And that's some of you right now, especially those that get into drunkenness without the renewing of the mind, and it's just drinking all the time, and you don't understand transformation through drinking, and it just turns into slobbery. You just drink all the the way into the pig trough. Next thing you know, your whole life is a total disaster. Nothing of the promises ever worked for you because you didn't understand drinking. You thought you did, but you didn't. (laughs) Drinking is the blood of Jesus of the river of life for ascending. I've always taught you correctly that the river that we drink from flows from the throne and you always need to rise higher. And since I stayed humble that there's more above me that I have not yet experienced, I keep experiencing more every day of stuff I've never known before. It's called an open heavens, so you can go higher into the heavens. If you come to a place where it's just like, this is the only expression of God for eternity, my little drunken glory, my little goofy, my little acting dumb and thinking I'm getting persecuted, all the stuff that people do, like, you persecute me. Well, there's one thing if you're going up and you're getting persecuted, you get rewards for that because of the Spirit of Glory, Peter says. It's another thing if you're just not going higher, because a lot of these people they actually want the anointing that you're drunk on, but because you're not manifesting love towards them, it turns into pride. And what you're drinking under the sun is easily corrupted by demons, especially in external forms and types and shadows through the mixture of the smith or the Smith of the Air, who's Satan and his angels, who can corrupt anything in the natural realm if it's not based on faith and purity. And they're really good at it. They know how to completely deceive everyone excellently. Satan has deceived the whole world, Revelation says, by potent sorcery. Which means you can't be in the world in order to not be deceived. Are you in the world? You're not supposed to be. Woe to the inhabitants of the world, for Satan has been thrown down to you. You can go out of the world into the universe. You can leave earth, you can leave below realm, the realm of the dead, and you can go into realms where there's no death. You have access to that the day you're born again, because you're born from above... Where there is no death, that's why your spirit lives on forever. We have faith for eternal life in our spirit. Do we have faith for eternal life in our soul? Eternal life in our brain? Can you have the same brain? And just live forever? You actually shed every cell every seven years in your bodies. You actually have completely different bodies than you did seven years ago. Do you know that? Every single cell of your flesh and blood right now is different completely different cells of every cell in your body in your flesh and blood from 7 years ago which means you're in a different body what happens if we take that body and we use it for God the father and we understand building up our spirit and internal resurrection out from among the dead even while in the body philippians 3:11 and we start to ascend into elevations where our cells reproduce differently The luminaries are for the healing of your bodies, Enoch says. The sun is for the health of your cells. Since you're made out of flesh and blood, what do you think Jesus used to heal every sickness and disease? Now, don't get me wrong. He's conceived of the Holy Spirit. He's a spirit being from the third heaven. He's the creator. His throne is in the third heaven. But when he came to the first heaven... He was using the power of the second heavens because he's the creator of the sun and the moon and the stars are created by God, Genesis 1. Jesus is the God of Genesis 1. Everything was created. John chapter 1 is all about the creator as Jesus. He was the creator of all things. John chapter 1, the gospel. He was there in the beginning. All things were made through him. He was with him in the beginning. The word of God, Jesus Amen. And nothing was created except through Jesus Christ, it is written. So you have the creator of the Sun and the Moon and the stars. He knows all their names. He gave them their names. Jesus Christ named the stars. The Messiah, the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, Jesus Christ, the New Testament, named the stars. Adam named the animals, but the Bible says God, is it the Father? No. It's Jesus, the Son, named the stars. So by the names of the stars that were in his spiritual ability, under his spirit, he was recreating body parts. He was walking through walls. He was calming storms. He had total mastery over all dimensions of second heavens and first heavens in his ministry, if you'll read the Bible. He says you're going to do greater works when you become masters of the second heavens and all the powers of the luminaries that's the only way that you have a dominion over the molecules the atoms and the elements of the first heavens to remove death and sin from the earth requires a mastery of what's available in the original design of Jesus Christ in the second heavens those that don't go into second heavens abilities the abilities of the Sun and the moon and the stars they will never do greater works than Jesus Christ it's not possible Because a lot of what's down here right now has limited ourselves to only the Spirit poured out at Pentecost. Now, the Spirit poured out on Pentecost was for what? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the outer ends of the earth. That went forth. What happens when the church age is over of the seven churches of Asia Minor and all that Pentecostal outpouring has filled the earth with the Spirit? Now there's only one place to go, Revelation chapter 4, up. And that is where you're at right now in this timeline that the earth is filled with the Holy Spirit. There's like 100 million uh, Holy Spirit Christians in China. There's 16 million speaking in tongues Christians just in Latin America from Mexico all the way down to the tip of Chile, there's 16 million speaking in tongues Christians. you understand that? That's amazing. You speak in tongues. The Spirit's poured out everywhere. People are speaking in tongues, gifts of the Spirit, God TV. You have charismatic television shows since the 60s. You had Lonnie Frisbee and Catherine Kuhnman on there in 60s and 70s, Token the Ghost. On the Catherine Cuman show in 1972, that's where Token the Ghost came from. The Jesus People movement of Lonnie Frisbee, who toked the Ghost with Catherine Cuman, and the hippies were getting saved just by breathing in the Holy Spirit. So if you think we started that, man, it was the Jesus People. Jesus People Church, we went there in Teen Challenge. Catherine Koeman preached in Minneapolis a ton. They have Jesus on the side of that rainbow building right on 35W in Washington, downtown Minneapolis. That was the Lonnie Frisbee, Catherine Koeman, Jesus People Church. I called the guy to rent it 15 years ago and man, they wanted so much money for that. And it was a Muslim owner and he was just hostile and anti-Christ towards me and terribly rude. How much to rent it. And it was just like, you know, they didn't want to use for God's glory. And the door shut and basically slammed the phone in my face. Okay, that's a dead end. We're not going back to the Jesus people. Not going back to Catherine Kuhn. We love Kathryn Kuhn. First week as a, a believer. The Lord's Prayer by Catherine Kuhn In 1999. And how all of you, none of me. That was the best book. In the first week I was saved, they started feeding me Smith Wigglesworth, Catherine Koeman, Good Morning, Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. Like, the strongest meat, the most fringe meat available. They, they don't even teach in the Assemblies of God. It was like controversial stuff. They snuck in some ministers in the Minnesota Teen Challenge under the radar of the Assemblies of God overseers that are a lot of Pharisees. And there's some good ones, too. There's mixture everywhere. I know the principality over the AG is Jezebel because I've seen it in open vision. As soon as I saw that principality, they kicked me out of the whole denomination in 2006. (laughs) Because they were exposed. These principalities don't like to be seen. And then you start telling the truth about it with no negativity about it. Just telling the truth to set them free. You'll know the truth and truth is to be set free. But if you don't want to be set free and you don't think you're in bondage, The prophets become your enemies. Well, they murdered me, threw me out. Just for trying to love them and tell them the truth and help them. That's real persecution, people. Amen? Amen. So now, when you get all set free, you get all built up and you start helping people and you realize these people think they're already helped, but their help is not the helper and they're not really walking in the river, they're not really swimming in the river, they're not really doing the works of the holy spirit and they're in some other kind of thing outside the river they're outside the will of god they're outside the pleasing of the spirit of god the holy spirit isn't the master of their thoughts and actions and half these people have false holy spirits because they're bewitched what's a false holy spirit a bewitched jezebel spirit okay galatians 3 1 through 3 having begun in the spirit in the innermost being in the river, born of the water? John seven thirty-eight. We try to finish in our mind and be good stewards. Oh my gosh, become antichrist, more like it. We try to finish in the flesh of our brain and manage the things of God, walking by sight instead of by faith. Now I know half of you still struggle with that, and so I'm talking to you. Because you need to grow in faith and less dependency on your animal senses abraham could not meet melchizedek king of righteousness jesus christ until he slew the five kings in the tar pits in genesis 14 which is the slaying of the animal's five senses the animal is the beast of the flesh the homo sapien sapien come on now you no that's not you so you don't identify with the flesh anymore all right good see pass the test and i identify with my spirit Amen. My spirit is my only identity now. You know what that means? You won't sin anymore. You're not a sinner. You're a saint. You can stay a saint from the moment you're born again. Born again saints. If you stay in the water, stay in the spirit, make the Holy Spirit the master of your spirit, he's the father of your spirit, and you keep obeying him in spirit and in truth, you will go from glory to glory. To glory to glory to glory and all the years of jesus christ getting formed and building you up in your spirit to become mature brothers of jesus christ now you can be born again and just the one celled organism in there and you still are a blood relative of the messiah because you've been born of his word you've been born of his genetics but you haven't really developed you pretty much need an incubator you know what i mean It's you need an incubator at that level. You got you got to be in the liquids. You got to be around the blood and the water and the billows of smoke inside the the belly of God, the belly of your mother, the Holy Spirit, your real mother. You got to be. You're basically embryos. It's true. And so, what does the Bible say? Solid meats for the mature. Once you get your umbilical cord cut after you're born again, which is. You know you begin to walk and talk and eat solid food for your spirit and you're not just a little floating microcosm inside your belly with your whole flesh lording over your spirit offended by everything at strife towards all men and competition towards all brothers instead of fellowship it's fellow shit constantly doing the wrong thing judging comparison comparisons and doing everything wrong by the brain and satan in your brain because you're not you're not even in the right dimension of building your spirit up your you want knowledge to be better than others because you're a devil and a child of the devil and people get born again and then become children of the devil they're called twice dead having begun in the spirit trying to finish in the flesh which means you're only going to have the fruit of the flesh galatians chapter 5 rivalries envy strife jealousy faction Division, doing your own thing, rebellion, drunkenness, carousing, sensuality, all kinds of dumb crap you get into when you try to finish in the flesh after beginning in the spirit. It's endless stupidity, it's a wide path of destruction. You've seen it for 6,000 years in church history well we want to end it on our watch so it's going to take a teaching that's make you a little uncomfortable because everything you've ever known in the matrix is a total flipping lie from fallen angels constructed to destroy your souls after you're born again and we're just going to expose all the works of the devil and get you eating good food for your spirit at the expense and paying the price of your soul the price to build up your spirit is the selfishness of your soul losing control to a God you barely know but you're familiar with because of external hearing but never perceiving, never understanding, always seeing but never perceiving because it's in the wrong realm. It's in the realm of the flesh. We need it in the realm of the spirit. How can they be ever hearing but never understanding? Because it dies when it goes into their brain because they value the flesh part of them. They're the sons and daughters of Satan. So that satanic part of you that's carnal has to be circumcised off of the spiritual part of you that's born again, regenerated of God's sperm genetics, His real offspring. And God's a jealous, consuming fire, and if you don't do it, you just die. And that's why Christians always die they always live after a carnal part of them that has to die because god does not break his law you don't get some special clause or a grace abounds and there's not going to be consequences because i'm a total carnal ape you will age you will die you have horrible problems all your life because the wages of sin are death you have to understand sin You have to understand elevations. You have to understand the New Covenant. You have to understand Moses more clearly, Enoch more clearly, Elijah more clearly. You're going to have to understand Jesus Christ a lot more deeply than the surface level waters that we've listened to in the last 2,000 years. There's some deep stuff out there. Ain't deep enough. It's not deep enough. Deep calling on the deep. You like quoting that scripture. Get around actual depths. They start screaming. They start stoning. They start condemning accusing look at how people react to real the deep the fountain of the great deep oh yeah i'm talking about an ocean that's bottomless of god's glory but it's also very scary because you just fall forever amen just falling in love of god the father the white dove And you just say is there ever an end to god god has no end god has no boundaries no borders god has laws love which means purity righteousness obedience you'll have to learn all the ways of god the thoughts of god you'll have to become a son and daughter an obedient one to the holy spirit for years and years and years of absolute right decision making you'll have to make right decisions and repent of wrong decisions Constantly changing your mind by the Holy Spirit, mastering your soul, your spirit, every part of you. Amen. Every part of you will begin to change and transfigure as you progressively learn obedience from your spirit, getting fathered in your spirit, which has immediate benefits and rewards into the soul into the heart into the emotions into the feelings into your mind into your thoughts you don't think the way you used to think you don't act the way you used to act you carry yourself completely different you're transforming by the renewing of your mind by the washing of the water of the word because you're obeying the word and you're letting the word and the water of the word transfigure your evil hearts your selfish greedy money-loving lust-filled adulterous hearts You know how much adultery and murder is in your heart? Well, 6,000 years, because you have human blood in you. I didn't do it either. I mean, it's you're clueless. Do you understand what Nile is? Do you understand what human is? It's animal. It's beast. You have Jesus now. You have the river now. But if you go to your own human heart, instead of the heart of God, being men and women after God's own heart, certainly not after our own heart, unless we go the way of Egypt and the Nile, the total false prophetic, the wide path of destruction, carnal Christianity, horror Babylon everywhere, because we're in the heart of our own blood, following Pharaoh in Egypt, in our soulishness, because we haven't circumcised our heart, we're still walking by sight instead of by faith, you have to get your soul annihilated, and you're waging a good Christian warfare, against your heart a person submitted to their heart is the most lost Christian it's pitiful how you look at the charismatic church and even the glory stream and half this junk on YouTube right now and you should be infuriated by it because it's complacent satisfaction that causes the foundations of the earth to be out of order Psalms 82 the judges and magistrates are unjust judges which means they're not judging their hearts accurately it's not the accuracy of Father's judgment, it's human. It's totally freaking Laodicean. It is so wrong, and they're not Antichrist, They're just stupid. It is dumb, and it is idiotic, because it cuts you off from the actual potential of the God-sperm spirit that's underneath the feelings and emotions of the flesh of 6,000 years of human blood in your beating hearts right now. God can pierce your heart and your heart's still in there beating blood but now your spirit's coming through it and when your spirit comes through it the blood of Jesus comes through it and begins to cover your mind. This is the only way you get transformed in the temple of those bodies otherwise you just live with your parents' blood over your head you'll be hearers but never understanders. You'll never grow because you've never circumcised your heart. What was the first activity after they left the Red Sea coming out of Egypt? for symbolic wisdom adult circumcision in the wilderness if you don't become circumcised of heart after you're born again crossing the red sea saved you believe in Jesus kumbaya we're all happy for you but if you don't get circumcised of heart after the red sea experience of initial salvation you will die horrible worse off deaths in the wilderness than even in Egypt that's why they wanted to go back to Egypt because they wouldn't allow their hearts to be circumcised in hearing the message of the mountain that was on fire with glory and they could see God with the glowing fire they could hear God's voice the Bible says all Israel about 4 million men women and children heard God's audible voice and were so freaked out they pissed themselves we can't talk to him we're gonna die they needed to die They'd heard god and they'd not died they were still there they just got into fear and came into covenant with death and died hello that's what happened they were afraid when they heard god they're gonna die they were still alive right afterwards you know that's how stupid the enemy is when he bewitches you he gets you into fear fear is anti-intelligence it's anti-christ Christ is our intelligence. Christ is our mind, the mind of Christ. Which means if you have any fears in you, you're actually dumbing down the intelligence of God that could help you out of any situation and it's just hopeless for you. Until you break your covenants with fears and get into faith in your spirit, you can't even rise. You're, you're yoked to the Baal of Peor. You're yoked to the Baals. You're yoked to the demons of Egypt. You're yoked to the gods of Egypt. You're yoked to the gods of Sodom and Gomorrah. You're yoked to the gods of ancient Samaria. You're yoked to the fallen angels. You're yoked to Azazel. They lay hands on this goat, put in all the sins of the people on it, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of the people actually just go out with the goat and die in the wilderness, if you read the Exodus, because they sent the Azazel goat offering. Azazel, to him be ascribed all sin, Book of Enoch. They had the Enoch. Amen. They had the stories of Enoch. Thank you, Jesus. Enoch was there. <laughs> you have the history of the generations of the righteous given to the righteous in every generation, passed down orally, angelically. They received. The word of God from angels it is written so you have God's righteous bloodline pass all the way down through the Exodus and it's con- continued to be passed down through you today so all of that oral tradition which is God's word it's given to every generation that serves them in spirit and truth you have it written down you might have the logos but you can put that logos in here and get it written down. And become a tablet in your spirit. Amen. Hebrew says you need the word written on your spirit. Well, everyone that served God in spirit and truth has something written down in their spirit. What's written down in your spirit? The word of God. Everything else needs to burn off you. It's the devil. It's actually a lot of scrolls. The enemy comes as foul birds. And then he lays seeds in you. Jesus Christ said in the parable, sowing seed. So all of these other scrolls and words working in you are enemy plans to kill, steal, and destroy and confuse. And when you get a lot of their scrolls working in your spirit, working in your soul, working in your brain, working in your bones and marrow and your bloodlines and you're just completely lost because you got all of the foul bird seed growing in you, well, you believe in Jesus, of course. Well, guess what? You're just most mentally ill people on the planet that's why i don't tolerate mental illness unless they're making progress because it's actually just demons truth anyhow there's no such thing as an excuse jesus didn't have an excuse for crazy people in the gospels oh he's just nuts he hasn't had his medication he's just totally crazy he's bipolar he's schizophrenic all these things and no jesus drove satan out of him a hundred percent of the time if you read the bible Jesus said, oh, well, just feel bad for him. He has a mental disability. No, he had a demon. 100% of the time, mental illness is demons. You have demons. And I know it, and it's obvious. You might not know it, and you just think, well, listen, you will deliver yourself as you're sanctified and build up your spirit. But if you don't build up your spirit, you'll die from your own demons. That's how death works that's why there's still problems in people's lives the issue is sanctify yourself be holy as your father in heaven's holy build up your spirit praying always in the most holy faith if you're building up any other part of you you're just serving the devil and the demons will eventually take your life for it that's why you got to get strict and rigid righteousness because you're playing around with angels of death with demons that want to kill you confuse you destroy your destiny They want you to waste your time in worthless things. Serving men, serving women, going after girls, going after boys, drinking alcohol, smoking pot, getting into religion. Religion will waste your whole life the same as going to the club and snorting coke your whole life. They're both sin. You go to the same, do the same sin if you're God outside minded. If you're not developing your spirit going to church, you're in the same sin as the person going to the club and clubbing and and sin. It's sin. It's all sin. But if you're building up your spirit you're not sinning that's what righteousness is that's what sainthood is it's someone who's given their bodies their souls their minds their hearts their feelings and emotions all for the development of the honor of the word of god in their born again spirit god's the father of spirits his only activity down here is for the development of spirit all preaching teaching signs miracles and wonders everything jesus did was to build up the spirit he was teaching you can gouge your eyeballs out and go into heaven without eyeballs that was more important to jesus christ than the red letters cut your hands off and at least you go into heaven because you built up your spirit you didn't waste your time with your hands jesus christ said that we think it's funny but it's actually that serious because you waste 60, to 80 90 years just like in carnal apehood down here and you never developed your spirit you'd be better off chopping off your arms literally in the eternal perspective he grew out new arms in a thousand years but because we're so freaking carnal down here we don't think that way Jesus thought that way that's the mind of Christ always thinking eternally from the eternal spirit amen that's what wisdom is wisdom always thinks eternal in every thought every action every action you do has an eternal consequence either a reward or a punishment amen (laughs) so wisdom is refining your thoughts and your actions to only having rewards eternally that's what storing up treasures in heaven is and if you don't think that way put the word the bible into your spirit he thinks that way he's in there and if you don't think he's in there just say jesus i think i need to be born again Bob Jones said it's okay to be born again again because you get so callous and confused from, you know, how stupid the flesh is and how much influence you have from the fallen angels in your five physical senses that you might need to just ask Jesus to save you again. I remember the first, like, year I think I went to every single altar call, even after I was baptized in the Spirit, just to make sure I was really saved. I was just zeal without knowledge. If there's anyone here that would like to be saved tonight, run up to the front. I did it like 200 times in Teen Challenge and people are like, okay, you're saved, we got it. You don't need to go up to the front anymore. And In your spirit, actually, you realize your brain finally realized, okay, yeah, my spirit's saved. I can see my spirit now, amen? I can see that my spirit has light in it so I know I'm saved. So you know you're saved because you can see your own spirit. The pure in heart see their own spirit, that's seeing God. Where is God, the Bible tells you, in your spirit. And if you can't see God in your spirit, well, you lack a confidence in your own salvation because you have an evil, wicked, uncircumcised heart. Half of you have not circumcised your heart. That's why you can't see your own spirit. Because this this whole sack of blood called Egypt and the Nile is blocking your vision from accuracy. You have to become As accurate as your spirit is. If your head is further built beyond your spirit, you're only false prophetic. You're you're a false teacher. It's just only beast all the time. The head trying to just be accurate and the flesh trying to be accurate. The soul. It's just total false Christianity everywhere. Now, if you bring your head through the circumcised heart into your spirit, there'll be accuracy. You'll tell the truth to the point people want to kill you every day. Because the Spirit only is the Spirit of truth. It doesn't lie. You're born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God that cannot sin, cannot lie. God never lied. Jesus never lied. Now the soul part of you, the flesh part of you, is an exaggerator, a manipulator, a liar. But that is all being cut off of you because you're saints and not sinners. And the sinful part of you that lies, manipulates, loves money, and loves the pleasures of lust, all that part of you is burning off of you as you love the word and you begin to renew your mind like this is actually way better it feels better to be clean it's more beneficial to be holy to circumcise my heart to walk in righteousness and holiness and wisdom and to develop the character qualities and attributes of god the father written on my spirit with the word of god written on my spirit like a tablet of stone like the 10 commandments down there well it's a lot more than 10 it's the whole bible and it's the whole wisdom of the ages and it's every word that's ever come from god that you want in your spirit amen that's why you get prophetic words i've had probably five thousand prophetic words in my life in public ministry we used to get you know five to ten prophetic words every day from prophets all over the planet this is what the lord says to you i had a prophetic word today get them every day it's a wonderful thing it i love what the spirit says to the churches i love what my father is saying to me i love the accuracy i enjoy the parts that refine me and hurt me you know that's wisdom that enjoys correction and rebuke i enjoy getting the error refined out of me for greater accuracy come on now it's fun to be disciplined by god i don't know if you guys are at that point yet in your walk with christ but i enjoy all of the corrections i really do I ac- absolutely enjoy divine correction. Now, Jezebel come around, and she's just offended a lying demon. She'll, the false prophet try to correct you. Yeah, we don't listen to demons. My sheep hear my voice. When a person comes out of the sanctification and speaks from their spirit, oh, I love correction from the spirit. I know my Father. I know the Holy Ghost. And I realize I don't know everything because I'm not lost. I'm not a, you know, you're not deceived into speaking out of the brain. Like, you're just a know-it-all, you know, just there are weaknesses and the weaknesses are where God is your strength. People have all these ideas out there and all of them need to burn. It's all just fantasy. Christ will make you dependent on other parts of the body. Independence on yourself is just total pride. It's just a whole body. He was forming 12 apostles like I saw in the prebar and the 12 apostles I saw amongst mighty champions in red letter ministries of 12 constellations inside 12 different men representing the 12 tribes of israel in red letter ministries tonight i saw it in a vision as people were coming into the bar i was totally shocked by what i saw pass through my mind from the holy spirit of god i saw the constellations of the 12 tribes inside 12 men 12 temples individuals that are already in Red Letter Ministries. And he can multiply it. So just if if you want to receive this, receive it. That those constellations, those stars of splendor and favor and ability, like Judah, like Levi, like, let's go into those 12 tribes. That's really important because I just saw it tonight. am going to get into the Amplified Classic, I think, for a second. Jesus. Ha, 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 ha. You just do Judah. Search. All books. Nope. Just Revelation. Thank you. And here we are. The servants of God. That's you. Immediately. I saw four angels standing at the four corners of earth. Standing steady with a firm grip on the four winds. license plate driving here it said x rn 444 with a let's go brandon bumper sticker followed all the way to Joel's bard night x marks the spot rn right now rn's also nurse healing right now x marks the spot and 444 dominion of all the heavens the winds and the earth four winds that's the number 444 revelation 7 1 so no wind would blow on earth or sea not even rustle the tree then I saw another angel rising from where the sun rose carrying the seal of the living God he thundered to the four angels assigned the task of hurting earth and sea don't hurt the earth don't hurt the sea don't so much as hurt a tree until I've sealed the servants of our God on our foreheads John Patmos had a little Dr. Seuss anointing there you hear that? earth and sea and tree what will be will be now here's where it gets good I heard the count of those who were sealed 144,000 12,000 times 12,000 12 tribes with all of those 12 constellations um, it's very very shocking that your Christianity did not teach you about the 12 tribes and the 12 constellations, all of the sun, the moon, and the stars, it's all written in the Old Testament, assigned to the Jewish leaders of the Jewish race. That's clearly Old Testament scripture. The fact that that's unknown in Christianity really tells you you've been ruled over by Kabbalah, that you've been ruled over by Jewish sorceries in the synagogue of Satan. So we need to wake up and we need to the understanding and the wisdom of the jews without the rejection of jesus and the 12 apostles because then we're totally new covenant we need to become completely new covenant with the fulfillment of all the old testament which is all the wisdom of the jews which is all the stars that were assigned to their names that are now in the heavenlies all those men are in heaven right now with all the New Testament Greeks and Gentiles and everyone that's been born again the last 2,000 years, they're there with the 12 tribes. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the 12 tribes are there in the heavenly Jerusalem. Come on now. So, they have inheritance in the stars. Abraham's offspring will be what? As the stars or the stars. It is written. Is it just symbolic so we can just... that man that's a cool idea in our brain are you greek christians serving pan the breasted goat lucifer repent you need to get into reality god gave stars to men and women in the old testament all the stars warred for judge deborah against satan judges 520 it is written god created the stars and their angels genesis chapter 1 it is written i saw the sun israel the moon rachel and the 12 constellations as the 12 sons of israel it is written in scripture that's what the bible teaches so when you get into these 12 tribes what it is is the impartation of their star systems of their constellations and the stars are for healing the stars are for all the second heaven's ability which has been really kept out of Christianity on purpose by warlocks of religion by the Jesuit uh, black pope they know what they're doing they know how to enslave people through religion through um, the western leaders of Christianity mainly through Freemasonry one out of three pastors even in the charismatic church is a Freemason warlock daughter of the eastern star warlock a really high level trained witch of Kabbalah which is using the Jewish stuff apart from the Jesus stuff. Just to dumb it down for you, it's using all the Jewish gifts and the irrevocable gifts to the Jews apart from Messiah, which is what Kabbalah is. It's using the star systems and the the constellations and their names and all of that for the selfishness of a people that have rejected their Messiah. That's why you can't have sorcery on earth except through Judaism because it's a rejection of Jesus. Sorcery is practicing light and rejecting Jesus Christ. And so the Satans will bring you light, they call them the light bringers. What's the motto for Freemasonry? The keepers of the light. Well, it's not kept anymore when you become real Christians now you're the loosers of the light and the bringers of punishment towards the sorcerers and the warlocks and the practitioners of magic arts outside the city gates it is written and this is what will win all the stuff in politics too that you're desiring this is how donald trump will win 2024 if you begin to practice righteousness and war from the heavens and get the luminaries back from kabbalah they don't have any power in politics or economies Satan wants to destroy the economy and, and get everyone just totally broke, so that no one inherits the earth with any of the blessings that were promised them. But the wealth of the righteous, the wealth of the wicked, is laid up for the righteous. Remember, the the Canaanites, there, many of them tried to destroy the things that were going to bless Israel before they came in, but they shut them down so they could live in houses they didn't build and drink from vineyards they didn't plant. So the satans, they know their time is short. It is written, so they want to also destroy the earth, its wealth, its enjoyment, all the things that are down here, especially money. That's what the, the Biden administration has been doing so that people just are always struggling. That is manipulation on purpose so that you don't have an inheritance when you grow in righteousness, that you still have lack and there's no external blessing for obe- for obedience to the Holy Spirit so these devils know exactly what they're doing and they're trying to rob the promised land from god's people and that's why you feel like yesterday there was such an urgency of god the father roaring through me in the lion's nature yesterday because unless the believers mature vertically you'll be robbed severely beyond anything you can imagine you'll be robbed of your lives these devils are not playing around christians are playing around christians are sleeping they think half the stuff i teach at joel's bar is optional maybe just suggestions to my life it's life and death on every word and it's not to get into fear of man It's to get into fear of god the prophet is the oracle of god's word okay so you have to have a reverential fear for the word and if there's an accuracy and the prophet is tested, tried, and proven, and you know that he's speaking from God, he doesn't have any guile in him. There's no intentions in me for personal gain. I've already rejected all of that. I've had all those temptations already. This is all for the building of the body. People say, well, he's got gold necklaces. That's because I started a business and made $155,000 in BB Luxuries perfume since they started a business. I can spend it on anything I want, including the donations that come in that are holy to the Lord. The priest can spend it on anything he wants, the scripture says. You're just demon-possessed. The problem is, is you got to get people out of Satan and false Christianity into the apostolic. Otherwise, they're not even in the kingdom. Most of you watching are anti-Christ or anti-apostolic. If you are not pro-apostolic and following the head of the body, you are not pro-Jesus at all. Christians claim to worship Jesus, claim to be obedient to Jesus, but they're still their own head. You can't be your own head and be a member of the body. You understand that? And many of you are such spoiled brat Americans who have always had your own independent will and whatever you want since you're a little spoiled brat kid in America that you think you can be your own head as a Christian now. God's not gonna change his ancient ways for your spoiled brat American society. You better change yours, otherwise you'll never know the head of the body and you'll have major problems, rebellion that eat you up and the judgment that will come forth through those that will actually become apostolic, you'll just die. You will actually not even survive the coming judgments from the righteous and the breastplate of judgment because you have been your own head. I know there's people in here that are still their own head. And you're not under the head of the body of Christ. It's because of so much pride in you. And so we need, in order for this stuff to work in your life, there has to be a man or a woman under the authority of the body and the head that Jesus Christ says is the prophet and the apostle now you've had tons of false prophets tons of false apostles and a few real prophets and a few real apostles but it's about 950 to 1 i heard their number what's the number prophets of baal and asherah to one elijah it was 950 to one and jesus told me years ago that's how many false prophetic voices are in the church and have stages and YouTubes and uh, ministries and 501c3s and you guys just watch all their junk, but it's 950 to 1 according to God, which means if you're not getting the God-inside-minded stuff for the development of the Spirit, you're only listening to false prophets, and so we get all these people that are fresh out of the false prophetic that come around and they think, we're probably... False prophetic like everything they've ever had in the charismatic church before us. And they're just shocked and offended that we're not the false prophetic. That it's actually the real consequential Samuel stuff where he takes a sword and goes decapitates people. Like the Bible teaches. We're like, oh God, he doesn't love, he's not loving. No, you're so steeped in Jezebel that you don't even know what the kingdom is yet. You're anti-kingdom, you're anti-true prophet, you're anti-head of the body. You're into spoiled brat, bless me clubs, give me prophetic words, give me fortune cookies, coddle my soul, coddle my flesh. And when you, when you try to help them through God's way, which is building up the spirit at the expense of soul and flesh, they get offended. Why are they so offended? Because this is the most spoiled brat generation of all time. You even go back 50 years, you can't even compare the kids in America today to 50 years ago. They still had to do chores, they still had to do work in the house, they had to clean, they had to help. They, you know, they'd get jobs when they were 14, they'd work through high, su- high school. 150 years before that, 100 years before that, half the kids didn't even go to school. You're in full-time work when you're in the seventh grade, you just don't go to school anymore, now you just work. You know what I mean? I mean, that's reality. It's only like the last 150 years that it's like we get to do anything we want go to school learn whatever we want do whatever we want everything serves me and satan did this on purpose to have the most selfish self-centered soulish people who have ever lived be here during the time of the manifesting sons of god so the manifesting sons of god would be completely rejected by all those they're sent to save which is what we've experienced so far in this generation truth anyhow So what we need people to do is let the sons of God cleanse you. We're not against you. We're for your spirit, but we're against sin. We're against all the demonic influence. The spare the rod, spoil the child. The spoil of a child means profane of no eternal value. Of all the crap in you of your culture and all of the lukewarmness and all of the self-identity of this is I identify as this and this, 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 you know, everything's an identity crisis. They don't even know if they're boys or girls anymore in elementary school. You didn't have to worry about that when I was a kid. That was I've never even heard of that, and I went to four different public high schools. But now, in these Gen Zers, that's a conversation in school, in elementary school. Woo! It's getting ugly out there. Well, there's no ugly in Christ. Christ is beautiful. Christ is a spotless lamb. Christ is a perfect white dove and Christ is going to clear up everything if you let him build up your spirit. Amen. And so for those that have had their spirit built up and are actually sacrificing their hearts and minds for the benefit of the eternal part of them for God's pure worship, God's sacred devotion, to become the servants of the Father, which is sons of God, those ones are the ones I'm talking to that get the constellations in their spirit and the benefits of the Song of Moses in their souls the Song of Moses is something you want to read because you'll start to activate all that stuff with the stars and their hosts passing through your spirit through the breastplate of your spirit now all of the blessings of the 12 tribes will come out of radiance and splendor from those constellations in these 12 tribes in these men inside Red Letter Ministries they're here and some of them are listening if not all of them are listening to me right now as I'm talking to you this is your time to become constellations i heard the count of those who were sealed 144,000 they were sealed out of every tribe of israel 12,000 sealed from judah you ain't the 2000 you ain't going to be the 12,000 you know what you are going to be judah of the 12,000 from this pioneering ministry, that's the great rewards for pioneering. You're not gonna be 11,999, you're gonna be Judah. And the 12,000 will come through your angelic righteousness behind you in the ranking system of the armies of the living God. That's the rewards at stake here. 12,000 sealed from Judah, 12,000 from Reuben. 12,000 from Gad, 12,000 from Asher, 12,000 from Naphtali, 12,000 from Manasseh, 12,000 from Simeon, 12,000 from Levi, 12,000 from Issachar, 12,000 from Zebulun, 12,000 from Joseph, 12,000 sealed from Benjamin. Revelation 7, 4 through 8. Somehow we got over into the message translation. That's pretty funny, angels. I like the message translation and after this I looked and a vast host appeared which no one could count gathered out of every nation so when you have the blessings of the stars the constellations of the 12 tribes passing through your spirit the Bible teaches Revelation 7 then the great harvest begins which means it doesn't begin until you become luminary cosmic celestial star sun moon constellation men of righteousness and that's really exciting because that's exactly where we're at now in red letter ministries red letter ministries this ministry is producing 12 tribes with 12 constellations in individual spirits a government of god in this place and there is none other in the heavens or the earth but they'll multiply so it's not like it's just the 12 men the 12 great champions the 12 apostles of the lamb it's not just like david and his 12 mighty men it's and then everyone after them gets those constellations through their spirit and it multiplies metamorphosis is for multiplication it's not going to be individuality it'll be multiplication and they'll everything you've received from me will pass through you to everyone behind you. And it will be just multitudes beyond number. And that's what the scriptures say. After this I looked, and a vast host appeared, which no one could count, gathered out of every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages. These stood before the throne and before the Lamb. They were attired in white robes. Perfect works. What are white robes? Perfect actions. This is everything that you do at that level that you'll be super energized to do will be perfect works you know keep getting better i know this is an infancy stage i would say it's toddler stage right now where these 12 tribes are at in red letter ministries and these 12 constellations are at passing through your spirit and releasing their splendor through your hearts and your minds and your bone and your marrow giving you all the favor and the blessing and the dominion and the power and the authority over the entire natural realm as the heavenly Sanhedrin amen it's a toddler level but even as toddlers in this cosmic sonship righteousness it causes all the celestial bodies to be shaken remember Herod wasn't worried about the adult he was worried about the baby and he killed everyone that was under two in Israel a fled to Egypt. Which means they're worried about you in this state, even though you think you're a baby in Christ or a young man or young woman in Christ. The enemy is pissing himself because he knows the potential possibility of the predestination, the ordination of having these constellations through your spirits coming into maturity and taking the cosmos in the name of the 12 tribes. Because that means it's an end of sorcery and Kabbalah And the manipulations of the synagogue of Satan, which is the total transformation of civilization in every economy, every military, and all governments of all nations, tribes, and tongues. And that's where we're going with this. In Jesus' name. And that's God's will. That's the will of the Father. After this I looked, and a vast host appeared, which no one could count, gathered out of every nation from all tribes and peoples and languages, these stood before the throne and before the lamb they were attired in white robes with palm branches in their hands in loud voice they cried saying our salvation is due to our god who is seated on the throne and to the lamb to them we owe our deliverance and all the angels were standing round the throne and around the elders of the heavenly sanhedrin and the four living creatures and they fell prostrate before the throne to worship God amen so be it they cried blessing and glory and majesty and splendor and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and might be ascribed to our God to the ages and ages forever and ever throughout the eternities of the eternities amen so be it amen so be it so heavenly father i pray a blessing of the names of the 12 tribes in their 12 constellations into these 12 men so and there's Dinah here too, the 13th so if you are a man or a woman listening receive an impartation right now don't deny yourself this blessing just claim it for yourself you can bear its fruit you can rise I'm sure you'll be counted in their number some of you will be that number others of you will get an impartation either way you get blessed guys There'll be no envy or competition or strife in these angelic things. There's no strife amongst angels. It'll just be like blessed and blessed, brightness and brightness. Oh my God, we're in heaven. This is awesome. Prosperity, healing, and peace beyond human imagination is coming by these constellations in these men and women's spirits. And so let every single man and woman at the sound of my voice allow the constellations of Israel, of Jacob, under Rachel's white moon, bless their spirit with all the stars of the constellations of the heavens and let it be for times and seasons and prosperity and blessing and let all the manipulation and the twisting of time and the changing of timelines be destroyed of the works of satan and sorcery in all the heavens by these who have taken their positions in the heavens and through their spirit the constellations are healed and cleansed and washed and all times are redeemed redeem all times right under your angelic spirit it is washed by the holy spirit in your spirit so the luminaries are healed under these men and women's spirit today in this great company of joel's army in jesus name amen bless you guys we'll see you tomorrow (laughs) i want to just play this Kenya video, we still need to raise $1400 to get the glass walls, I think we're on like day 14 of building over there, It's, it's a beautiful stadium, when I looked at it, it actually looks like the US Bank Stadium, it's beautiful, he's doing the glass work, so that there's like open heavens in that place, and the sun shining through, and we have all the framework for the walls, and if you have not given, into our stadium in nairobi kenya and we're going to bring shadrach over here for two weeks in minneapolis to to live in the crack house for two weeks and and get this training one-on-one from rebecca and i and it's going to be huge for the nation of kenya we're going to give him impartation of cosmic righteousness and it's going to be gigantic so the works in nairobi and in kenya and in africa it's going to go all the way into cosmic sunship It's going to transfigure the continent. It'll have implications in all the Middle East. You want a part of investing in this building that seats 700 people. 700 Kenyans can fit in our new building. We've sent over 13,100. We just need 1,300, I believe, to finish the project. The link's in the description. You just click Walls for Kenya. And we can go over and beyond that to pay for all the labor, give, you know, the three donkeys on staff over there, nice fresh carrots, pay the electric bill, have an abundance for the workers to eat and go to lunch, and uh, all the maintenance and the cleaning and everything that goes into all the equipment and all of that. So sign up to be monthly partners. This ministry is doing huge works around the planet. Rebecca is teaching the highest level of righteousness ever released probably since Enoch walked the earth and she's on YouTube every day in her show and all of this training is for raising up maturity in the body of Christ that is the most desperate need on this planet and it is extremely underfunded extremely underfunded. You get it? fund all this other weird Laodicean Christianity stuff and they raise millions for buildings. They don't make a dent. It's not even making a dent, people. But when we get into this stuff, it's controversial. It offends people. You need to get over that and mature and understand clearly the advancing of the kingdom through righteousness. Get into Enoch. Understand the teachings. Watch Rebecca's video. Get the Glory Life by RLM app. So your spirit's always fed the things of God the Father daily so you don't get into soulish false Christianity. Don't get complacent. Don't get distracted. Don't get into serving any other gods. Keep God your God and keep growing every day, which is only by eating every day. Give us our daily bread. It's fanaticism in America if you eat spiritual meat every day. What in the world? Jesus Christ said daily bread which means if you're not feeding your spirit every day more than you're feeding your natural stomach, you're dying. Okay? Bob Jones says there needs to be a minimum of feeding your spirit the same amount of time you feed your flesh, food and drink. And if you're not feeding your spirit, listen, we're we're pretty radical. We'll spend 8 hours a day feeding our spirit. But you, if you're working jobs, if you're in the marketplace, we realize that's the importance of doing the works in those places. When you get home from your 10, 14, 16-hour days, 8-hour days, 6-hour days, whatever, spend an hour or two the same amount you would on natural food for your body, on spiritual food for your spirit, and you'll just prosper like gangbusters in Jesus' name. So we have all of those resources available. Download the app and start supporting this ministry working under the Lord to build the Lord's kingdom and not your own make the apostles your head so you're not your own head getting lost and confused and demonized and cursed and ending up seven times worse because you could never submit your head to the head of the body you gotta get over all that American prideful junk all that male pride junk all that strife, all that female jealousy get it out of you and get into the body and get blessed in Jesus name here it is
2: Wow,
3: good morning, good afternoon, RLM Global family under the great leadership of Apostle Brandon and Apostle Rebecca Lynn. I just want to drop a really quick video for the progress uh, about the roof glory, the Nehemiah's building anointing. So this is one side of the RLM Manfest Arena already covered in red sheets, the red iron uh, sheets. So we are really, really grateful. We are really grateful. Uh, we have tried to really rush the project so that we can uh, save a dime uh, on labor. On labor, I mentioned to you earlier that uh, I had to change some of the standing uh, corner posts, corner, corner metals. Uh, the initial uh, post were a little bit lighter so I thought maybe it will affect the the roof so I had to change and also we have uh, I, I enlarged the, the structure to make it a, a little bit bigger it is actually 75 by 47 75 by 47 it's a big 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 uh, structure, it's a big 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 uh, place of worship so uh, we are uh, less 1,300 USD uh, to uh, to complete this structure, to complete this construction. So I send a word out there, if God will lay it on your heart to uh, stand with us, To see the perfect completion of this structure Uh, You can kindly reach out to Apostle Rebecca Or you can use the links to uh, really come in For your donation, for your support Uh, It's not a must, you do the whole amount Uh, You can do part of it You can do 300, you can do 500 You can do 600, you can do 1,000 The Bible uh, talks about the love of God and the unity, the unity where three or two gather, where two or three gather in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, he is always in the midst. So once again, uh, I want to say thank you so much Apostle Brandon and uh, Rebecca Lynn for this great, great uh, and powerful leadership. So uh, all those who could send the donations, this is where what your donation uh, is doing so once the project is done you will have the full documentary of it Everything is being documented, the spending, everything. And uh, this thing has really touched the heart of God. May your life never be the same again. Kindly help us to raise the remainder 1,300 USD so that we can complete this project for the glory of God. God bless you, God bless you, God bless. So you
0: can scan the QR code or click the link in the description. Listen to Bob Jones here though.
1: The sands of time. The Lord took me to a place and I saw the great prophets of the Bible. I saw Elijah, Elisha, I saw all the prophets of the Old Testament. I saw the Apostle John, the martyrs, and they had all been told of the Lord to stick their hands into the sands of time. As I watched them, they would pick up a shoebox. One of them was the Apostle Paul. And he brought this shoebox up and he said, It's my time.
0: it's your time you got your shoebox what are these shoes for walking up upon the moon and then walking on the sun and then walking on the stars that's what the shoeboxes are for to begin to walk in Enoch's path of righteousness that's what it represents that's the fulfillment of that great prophecy for us in Joel's army hallelujah hallelujah But I'm sure it's haute couture. I'm sure they're Dolce & Gabbana. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Bless you guys. Love you. Have a great night in the glory. I'll see you tomorrow.